This is the Horse Radio Network. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode number 1404, brought to you by Purina. Today, Farrier Daisy Bicking joins Horses in the Morning co-hosts Glenn and Jamie, and they're going to have a little chat about composite horseshoes, what a lot of people call glue-on shoes, but you'll find out in this conversation you don't always nail them on. And we'll get right to our tip after this from Purina. Do you have an older horse that's trying to age gracefully? Trust the future with your old friend to the number one equine vet recommended senior feed. Purina Equine Senior and Senior Active Horse Feeds are backed by unparalleled research to support the unique needs of horses as they age. Both patented feeds include active age prebiotic technology to support optimal immune function, mobility, and appropriate metabolic response in aging horses. Plus, now with Outlast Supplement built in, they also support your horse's gastric health and comfort. Purina Animal Nutrition. They're years ahead in senior research, so you can have more good years with your horse. Put their research to the test at horseinnovation.com. Um, joining us now is Daisy Picking of Daisy Haven Farm in southeastern Pennsylvania. The farm rehabilitates horses with foot issues, specializing in horses with metabolic disorders and laminitis. And Daisy has studied a broad spectrum of barefoot trimming styles, composite material applications, and many other alternate alternative support options. So today we have Daisy on to talk to us about composite shoes and why and when they are needed. Hello, Daisy. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Tell us a little bit about Daisy Haven Farm. Yeah, thanks. So uh, Daisy Haven Farm is um, my uh, farrier business that I started 16 years ago and have always focused my practice on hoof rehabilitation. We have an on-site rehabilitation facility outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we see horses abroad, um, outside, off the farm, internationally, and I also have a school where I teach alternative uh, hoof care methods like glue-on composite shoeing, uh, reading radiographs for the farrier, and also um, how to interpret hoof distortions for internal anatomy. Where? What is your background like? How did you learn all of this? Did, is there a school for this? Right. I know. I mean, there really isn't. Um, I'm an artist uh, at heart and went to art school and I, I uh, was a sculptor. And um, so to me, the feet are like sculptures. And I actually had a horse that got sick and he had foundered. He had laminitis. And I had a wonderful farrier who put the rasp in my hand and said, hey, you know, you can help me with his feet, but learn on your healthy horse. And so I just started studying everything I could study. And my mentor was wonderful because she was very supportive of my educational journey and just trying to absorb everything that I could. So I went to all the conventions. I rode along with as many farriers as I could. I studied with the people that were designing composite shoes and, you know, innovating gluing uh, to learn the latest techniques because at the time that felt very friendly to me to the foot. And little did I know what a niche it was going to become. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, this is something that you've kind of created. Uh, so t tell us about what are composite shoes? Sure. So composite materials are um, anything that falls in the category of foams, rubbers, or plastics. They have a very specific material property and durometer, which is a measurement of tensile strength and hardness. Um, and so 
composite shoes would be anything made of composite materials, which is why there's such a wide variety of them and um, that we can put onto the horse's foot. So are they nailed on? Are they glued onto plastic or rubber shoes? That's pretty, uh, that sounds, Glenn can probably attest to this. Sounds yeah. expensive. My wife has <laughs> been, my wife has this needy horse, a thoroughbred, of course, and she has yeah. this really great farrier who's been, because they could not nail, his feet were so screwed up when we got him, they could not nail a nail in there. So they've been using right. composite shoes for probably two years now. And I do know as a horse husband what that costs me every six weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the only drawback to them is the cost. Well, yeah. I will say this. Um, the farrier takes her time. She's here for two hours. This is not a s- slow yeah. process either. It's not a or not a quick process. I mean, it's a it's it's a methodical process, but it has improved his feet over this period of time greatly. So, so is there a, yeah. a, a situation, Daisy, where he could stop having glue on shoes and go back to nailed on shoes? Well, yeah, some of them can. It depends on why he's in, in glue-ons to begin with. You know, if he had poor quality wall and you were able to improve that foot to a point where he could go into nail-ons, some of them will be able to maintain that foot now that you've set him up for success. And some, unfortunately, either don't have the genetics or their foot has degraded to a point where they can no longer grow a healthy enough foot that they really rely on glue-ons long-term. Sorry, Glenn, I tried. <laughs> Thanks. <I appreciate> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're so, right. It is a very methodical process that does take a lot of attention to detail, a lot of foot preparation so the glue actually stays on. And just like learning metalwork or learning, you know, trimming, it takes a, um, a study of your material management process and behavior. Gotcha. So what horses would need something like what all of a sudden you're like, this horse needs a plastic shoe or this horse needs a rubber shoe. What are the, some of the the reasons that you would, you would recommend that? Yeah, good question. So there are really two classes of situations we see where we use composite shoes. Um, Certain performance disciplines gravitate to composites like our endurance horses, our trail horses, um, mainly because they're taking so many steps over and over and over. Um, some school of thought is that uh, plastic has a different impact on the foot with concussion or shock absorption. Mm-hmm. Although more current research uh, leads us to believe that it actually has more to do with the frequency of the vibration. We know that higher frequency vibration is harder on soft tissue than lower frequency. Think about um, the opera singer uh, who can sing a very high octave and will shatter the glass she's holding in her hand. You remember the old Cascade commercial? Yeah. I'm oh, aging yeah. myself here a little bit. But, you know, so higher higher frequencies can, can actually have physical harm. So the higher vibration, some horses' feet don't seem to tolerate that as well. Um, or if they're a performance horse where they're taking many steps over time, over and over and over again, like endurance horses, um, they like the composite material because the, ho- the horse's feet stay sounder, healthier, and they have a very robust protection for being on the trail. So it's good, like other, shock absorption, basically. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The other situation that we, we like to use the, the composite shoes, of course, is with therapeutic application. So, Glenn, in your horse's case, where you had a horse that didn't have good wall and there was really no room to nail, that would be the case for a glue-on of some kind. And you can glue aluminum shoes. You can glue some metal shoes. But composite materials are also wonderful at building. So you can build what we call prosthetic foot where the horse is missing 
material. And that's what like they were trying to do. Yeah, that's what they were trying to yeah. do. In this case. Yeah. Yeah, or if the wall was missing, you know, you can build that back in with glue and composites very easily. What do you say? I, I, I hope I'm not opening it a crazy door here, but what do you say <laughs> to people that are like, no horses should ever wear shoes ever. They don't need shoes. Barefoot, the barefoot sure, right. crazies. Yeah. So we, you know, we hear that. We also hear the opposite, right? You know, every horse needs a metal shoe always. So there's the extremes. And so to me, it's about um, keeping our horses sound for the job that we are asking them to do. You know, horses are domesticated animals. They don't live in a natural environment. And so, and we ask them to do non-natural things, you know, riding them, turning in lots of circles, working on different footing. Um, you know, not, not every horse can maintain a bare hoof or say, develop a healthy foot in a timely manner. You know, sometimes it's just, okay, maybe if you gave it 10 years, this horse could have a strong enough foot to do that barefoot, but I want to ride now. Yeah. And keep it in the stall for, here. you know, 10 years and then you'll yeah. be good to go. Yeah. Or just deal with a rehabilitative process that becomes, uh, you know, stressful and burdensome to the horse and the owner. You know, there's, there's bigger evils in life to me than adding a protective device of some kind. And we have so many options now, you know, with, with boots and composite shoes versus metal shoes, um, hoof casting, um, e any of these things, even something like hoof armor, that's a, you know, a topical we put on that puts a, a light acrylic coating on the foot. Um, they're all protective devices. And so, I think to have limited mindset is, um, is unfortunate. So if you, if you, if it was the ideal world and money wasn't an issue here for people, would you always yeah. do glue-ons and never nail again? Well, you know, that's a good question. I mean, I don't think nails are, are evil. You know, driving a nail into a horse's foot is not not the worst thing on the planet. Um, I, I like to stay away from nailing personally just because the kinds of horses I work on usually don't tolerate nailing right. well. Right. But there are plenty of horses you can use a composite shoe nailed on or a composite shoe with glue and a couple of nails. That's really beneficial. So, yeah, you know, nails to me are not, not the issue. I think the biggest issue we have with the horse's feet is management environment and honestly that you need a good trim on the foot whatever you're putting on the foot you just need a balanced healthy trim to start with so you work with a lot of horses that have metabolic issues maybe some laminitis um yeah. what do you kind of give us a little overview on that yeah i mean it's such a it's such an issue and and it's so rampant these days i mean it seems like everybody has a couple horses in their barn that is suffering with metabolic problems and then and two in a muzzle right now, two wearing muzzles. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, for me, um, the most important part of helping those horses is that somebody needs to be the team leader. Um, you know, there are so many components. Laminitis is a disease of prevention. And um, if we don't minimize all the risk factors for these horses, then they're going to have problems. So somebody needs to be aware of diet, environment, hoof, hoof wear, how the foot horse is trimmed, whether it's turned out on grass or not, does it need a dry lot? Um, and so if the owner can do that, that's wonderful. But often the owner is so overwhelmed that they don't have the emotional range to make objective decisions for their animal. And then sometimes the vet doesn't have time. You know, they're ha having to help so many horses in crisis. So the farrier often sees the horse also the most often. So I'm often in a position where I'm kind of the person that's 
um, organizing the effort to help these metabolic horses. And I, I really love doing that kind of work and, and seeing these horses turn around. Wow. So I, I'm, we're running out of time, but where can people go to find you and find out more? Thanks. Yeah. So I have my website for my hoof care services is daisyhavenfarm.com. And I have a school site as well, which is integrativehoofschool.com. And I have two blogs on Patreon, which are under Daisy Haven Farm and under Daisy Bicking. And one is on advanced case studies and pathology work under Daisy Bicking. And the Daisy Haven Farm one is a beginning trimming and hoof care course. I tried to look at some of the extra. You've got, you do have to be a member to read this blog, but it's really, uh, if you're like kind of nerdy about hooves like I am, it's very kind of in depth, fun stuff to read. Like, I want to see the radiographs. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, we try to keep it as in- inexpensive as possible, but I love sharing and I love taking the time to put those things together. And so, you know, for a small fee to compensate me for my time to do them, I try to give as much information and detail as I can. Oh yeah, absolutely. We have, we have Patreons here that listen to our show, so we get it. Um, well, Daisy, thank you so yeah. much for coming on. I hope yeah. we can have you on again, because this was awesome. And you're a very uh, great guest. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. I'd love to do it again. So Daisy, okay, cool. I'm never done, right? This is going to cost me like hundreds of dollars every six <laughs> weeks forever. Screwed. I'm saying I just have to come back to that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah uh, so I, I think you should just resign yourself. That's what it's going to be. Well, you know, for a <laughs> while it was all four feet. Oh. That hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. so you at least got a 50% discount now. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that's, that's a positive <laughs> the spin there, Daisy. That's, that's great. Matter, yeah. Right? Yeah. Positive. I'm happy that's what matters. <laughs> Again, like I said, all of a sudden, it's like it's free. Okay? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's I mean, come right. on. That's right. I hate having yeah, you both you on at the same time. That's not good for me. <laughs> Daisy and I are a good team. All right, Daisy. Thanks, girl. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Take care, guys. Bye. I got to say, it has helped his feet. At least that's what Jennifer tells me, because what do I know, right? So all I know is like she keeps saying, but it is helping. Yeah, okay. It costs, <laughs> it actually could be more. The, I mean, the poor farrier, she, she is a special, she kind of is like a daisy. She works on feet like this. And she's here for two hours doing those feet. I mean, again, you get what you pay for. And that about wraps it up for today. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>